G Money. Yo, what's up, man? We are here. We here. How you feeling? I'm all right. Good. Yeah, we got a special guest in the building, man. You That's know. A fact. You know, he made he. I, just apparently, he making people nervous. He made me nervous all week, man. Doing research. I ain't gonna lie. I was telling him off camera. Um, this is a true story, by the way. Was it Tuesday, Friday, Wednesday? I was in the car. I'm, you know, I'm playing some interviews. I'm playing some, uh, some, some of his old matches and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching some matches and I'm in the car, like literally feeling like someone's got a snake in my. I'm like jumping in the car while I'm driving, watching. I, I was nervous all week. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I, I can tell. I'm praying. I'm like, yo. You know, if if he brings some special guests in here on, on the show, man, I might have to step out the building. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I might get to the interview. You know what I mean? But yeah. but we here. He's here. Uh, by we're well, not by himself, but he's here with some some friendly guests. Yeah, you know nice what I'm saying. Yeah. Happy to see that. Are you okay though? I'm great. I'm, great. I'm excited. Man. I want to get straight into it though. You know, so why not? Usually we do the uh, you know a long intro, but my week was good. My week Pretty was sure great. Your week was great. You know, you DJing and you you know you getting money without you know sharing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> bullshit. Grade A bullshit. You know, what's up, man? what's up happening? I have no sponsors today. I'm, I'm just regular. I don't trust you, man. No See, I wore, I wore my wrestling shirt. You know, I'm trying to show off a little bit. I, I didn't have one of those. Yeah, so. of course. G Money. Yo. Episode one five five. Nigga, we made it. We got a special guest. Oh man. Legend. Put some respect on his name. Mm-hmm. You know, he walks in here, suave, cool, he has an aura around him. You don't want to really look around. He want to, you know, it's the typical shit that they deal with for years and years and years, <laughs> man. You know, you can just tell. You know when somebody used to something? Like, oh, <laughs> Round of applause. Jake the Snake in the building. Jake the Snake, man. Round of applause. <laughs> Welcome to Flip the Script, man. Welcome. Thank you, guys, man. I appreciate it. How you doing, man? You're doing great, man. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the voice, man. Like I was watching some shit. <laughs> His voice yeah. is real. He, he, he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. Well, welcome. Um, what are you in town for, real quick, before we get into our interview? Oh, we're gonna be over Laguardia, man, doing that. Uh, the big event. Mm -hmm. It's a good signing, you know. Uh, get to see some of my buddies, man. The few that are left, and uh, get to rub up against them a little bit, laugh at each other a little bit, <laughs> and then. You know, they're going to get to poke me real good since I've had a real good week. You know, Wednesday night was a very special night for me. Okay. You know, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to hear about that. Well, yeah, we. I mean, you know, you, that's, it came to me, like, you know, you making appearances and stuff like that, you know, you told my AEW, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you can just do that because you want to. Yeah, I did, man. You know, it's, it's been a, it's been a long road, though, you know? Um Last uh, Wednesday night was the first time that I've been in a ring doing business in a wrestling situation in 22 years. You know, because once, uh, you know, I took a fall 22 years ago, man. It took me a long time to come out of that shit, you know. You know, the damn cocaine and alcohol, all that caught up in my ass, you know. And, um, yeah, man, I've been clean sober now nine years, man. So uh, to get that opportunity oh, from them, right, I thank God for that opportunity, you know, and AEW. But I got to thank DDP, mm. you know, because, number one, he's the guy that helped me get sober. You know, he's the only person that uh, wanted to spend enough time with me to help me. Mm. You know, Vince McMahon sent me a couple of damn rehabs. That's a joke. You know, it's not a joke to him when he paid for it. I'm sure about 40 pop, 40 G's a pop every time I went, and he sent me several times. But you know, that shit didn't take, man. It didn't take. When he, when you go into rehab, right? Mm -hmm. The rehab that Vince sent yeah. you. Yeah. What is the difference from like? Can you describe the, exp the experiences oh, like at home? Like, what is it? I no, no, man. It, these were these. He sent me to hardcore rehabs, man, and. Uh, you know, the first one he sent me, sent me to, man, um, this was back 1987, 88, something like that, man. And, uh, you know, I'm going through the paces, man. I learned the ropes pretty quick, learned what to say, what not to say, you know, what to do, not what to do, you know. And uh, But every damn day, man, I'd be in some class or something because they run you on classes each day. You know, you ain't sitting around. They got you doing things. And uh, what they're trying to do is deprogram you, you know, they're trying to bring you back to reality, man, where you got to do certain things at a certain time, get you in a different groove. Well, 
I kept getting pulled out of my classes, man, and had to go see a psychotherapist, you know? And you know, he had me in there doing all sorts of goofy ass shit, you know? <laughs> Playing with dolls, beating up dolls, you know? What, what's wrong with you, man? Want me to beat up a goddamn doll? Well, show your anger. You really want me to see my fucking anger? I'm gonna show you some goddamn anger, man, you know? And uh, come to find out, McMahon was having me analyze, man, every goddamn day I was there. Really? Yeah. And talk about rules, brother. I thought, uh, I thought you, you know, between the doctor-patient thing was supposed to be sacred. Well, evidently it wasn't. Because this man reporting back to McMahon. You know, he wanted to see how I ticked, man, so he could deal with me. You know, and uh, play me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he learned a lot about me, man. And uh, I thought that was kind of bullshit, you know? I yeah. feel like if, you know, because we, we really take steps on Flip the Script. Like, we go in childhood, and then we go up. Yeah, yeah. We take steps. But I want to say something. By doing research, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was excited and watching interviews and stuff. And you did mm-hmm. some great ones. You won, you know, shout out to Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and no disrespect to Miss McMahon, because, you know, my sponsors work with them. Yeah. So I don't want to. I got you. When you said that he heard they screamed DDT when you did the thing with Hogan, and he told you that, I feel, I kind of, and you wasn't champion on that, mm-hmm. on that, uh, how they call it, uh, on w, in, in WWE. It kind of bothered me. I feel like that was intentionally done to mm. me. Because, and what I mean that is that, Unless you say, well, Queens Flip, you know, my behavior made him not trusting me. I just feel like mm-hmm. it was into, like, you know, why weren't you a champion? Why didn't they put well, the belt on you? You the, know, the reason they didn't put me as a champion is they didn't have to. Mm. See, Jake the Snake didn't need a belt around his bass to, to be a great one. You know, sometimes when you bring somebody into a place and you're going to make them a star, you move them up the ladder. You know, and then finally at some point you put that title on them, which makes them a star. You know, they make they can make chicken soup out of chicken shit, you know. And uh, that's what happens a lot of the time, you know. I mean, goddamn, you know, nobody ever said the ultimate warrior could wrestle. You know, good thing because they've been lying their ass off. Jake, come on, Jake. Chill out, chill out, Jake. All he could do is shake the goddamn ropes, man. That's Jake, come on, be nice, man. Come on. I'm being straight up with you, man. But you, I I didn't look at it like that. I'm sorry. I didn't, you you just, I didn't look at it like that. I thought that because you're such a star. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't you, that's how I felt, like more on your side. It didn't matter to you. I didn't know. God, no, man. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no, no. Thank you for telling me. Man, I, I truly enjoyed performing, you know? And uh, that was, you know, that's not a good thing sometimes because uh, I would take less money if you just let me perform because I, I dig that. That was my high. You know, that's what made me happy. You know, whenever you can go to the ring and get inside of a building and say there's, say there's a thousand people there and you can control their emotions when you can make them happy or sad, you can make them jump out of their seats and go crazy. Mm-hmm. You can make them flip out, you can make them turn on you. Man, that's a rush. And I love doing that. And, you know, a lot of guys would go into the office and they would argue with Vince and fight with Vince and do all this drama and bullshit, take their days off and go up there and argue with him. Man, when I had days off, I wanted to be home. And uh, my thing was, Vince, what do you want? You tell me what you want, I'll get it. I can do it. It's done. You know, there wasn't no games being played back and forth. He knew all he had to do was just give me the ball and I could run with it, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I didn't need the title and there were guys that needed it to be looked upon as a champion. You know, of course, once you get established, that's a different thing. But you know, some guys, they gotta have that title around their waist or they just ain't nothing. I never needed it. If I'd have needed it, I wouldn't have got it. But I didn't need it, bro. Did it ever cross your mind to, to have a conversation about getting it or you really? No, I didn't, man, again, I didn't want the drama and the bullshit. 
that came with having a title. Came with having it, you know. I didn't want to be the the, the spokesperson for the WWF, man. I just wanted to go do my thing, man. You know, and let the chips fall where they may. I knew that I knew whenever I went into a building, it was going to be packed out. And my building sold out just as many as Hogan did. You know what I'm saying? So, just give me my money. Mm. Can I ask you a question? Who, yeah. who do you feel that didn't? Um, who do you feel that <clears throat> needed the title? Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Oh wow! Oh. Those chumps needed titles. <laughs> Please. Yo, yo, Jay, don't do that. Don't let me get my corner. HBK, give me a break, bro. <laughs> wait, hold. Wait. Give me a break. Wait, 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 wait. Slow Jim, down, Jay. Him with his gruff voice. Ain't nobody ever thought he was tough. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Jay, don't do that. I know you like him. Don't do it. Yo, it's, it's, uh, Jake, wait, hold on. <laughs> hold anything you want, bro. I'm just giving it to you straight. <laughs> well, why you feel? Why do you feel that? Why do you feel they needed the title to go over? I think HBK they're great in ring. Nobody no? paid attention to him. You know. He was in a tag team. Hell, nobody even looked at him, man. Sure, they were pretty to go out there and make the girls go, ew, you know. But that's about it. That was about it. What about his in-ring performance? His in-ring, he worked his ass off, man. Okay. I'll give him that, man. He performs his ass off. But was he ever a good champion? Hell no. He Did he put asses in seats? Not that many. Hmm. You check the books, man. Check the books. Bret Hart. And Shawn Michaels were the worst champions of all. They did not put money in the bank. Really? Really. So who was, so then who would you consider the best champions? Oh, that was easy, Steve Austin. Mm. Okay, we know oh, that, cool. yes. Steve Austin, he put money in the bank, brother. He did. What about Hogan? Hogan put money in the bank. Okay. Hell yeah, he did. So, yeah. In your opinion, what else makes a good champion, though? You just have that it factor, man. Mm -hmm. You got to have it, you know. Shawn Michaels had it, but he was 215, 220 pounds. And in my day, you're getting in the ring with 270, 300. You know, 350. Then you go to Andre, 550. Mm -hmm. Now, could you see Shawn Michaels wrestling Andre? No. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> My case is closed. What about, I just answered you. What, what, what about Taker? Was is you know is Taker? Yeah, man. Oh yeah. So it, oh, a yeah. good champion is the one that could get a uh, basically. You gotta have charisma, man. Got it. You gotta have magic. You gotta be able to split thunderbolts and fill the seats. And fill the seats, man. Mm. That's all. That's all any any promoter ever wanted, man. He didn't care if you had three legs or five arms, even <laughs> one arm, man. As long as you put asses in those seats, he paid you. So, but the, you don't think the the whole screw don't do that. You don't think the whole screw job and the Montreal screw job? Oh, that know? was a joke, man. Really? You know, you know what happened there? You got two little bitches fighting over a girl. Let's go fighting over Sonny and both of them sticking it to her and they both hated each other for that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what was going on. Hmm. And they hated each other for it. They fought over the pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> and she was giving it away to everybody, so whatever, man. Whoa, okay, well, like, wait, Jesus hold on. Christ, man. Jeez, jeez, stop. stop. Stop hyping him, stop it. Oh, this guy, he got it, man. Yes, I, I see why. Wait, so in real life, in behind real the life, scenes, they were they were fighting over her, man. They were fighting over her. Man, I used to be writing Vince's TV for him, right? And this was during that era. And he'd say, "I got to, I got to talk to those guys about ten thirty. He would get on the phone and talk to the both of those fools for two and three hours. Begging them to wrestle each other, trying to con them into wrestling each other. Well, if I want to wrestle that some bitch, I want this and I want that. And he had to play them, and he had to kiss their ass just to get them in the ring together, man. Now let me ask you this: If you're paying a man, okay, it's your it's your company, right? Mm -hmm. And you tell that man, hey, listen, man, I'm paying you X amount of dollars. I want you to go out and lose tonight. 
Do you have a problem with that? No. They, they did. So because of the because of the pussy. Because of the pussy. Neither they, one of them wanted to lose the other one. Mm. Because they felt like the winner was going to get the pussy. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. Let's go. g man. Yeah, man. That's real, bro. Really? I swear on my... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm coming here to bullshit you. You so, got me sitting here to hear the truth. I'm gonna give you damn truth, man. Mm. Ain't no bones about that shit. You can ask anybody, man. Jesus Christ, man. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this. It's okay. It's okay. That's, oh, what's Sunny? This is Sunny right here. Tam, Tammy Lynn. Ah, oh, man. Come here, man. Hey, I'm on a podcast. I gotta hang up. Bye. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Guys. So, 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 and that's that's what happened. That's they were fighting what, over that's the pussy. What it was about. Yeah. And but yeah. you don't think that. So, but they were jealous of each other, man. Hmm. But who you, who do you think was better? Do you think Sean would be because of his? I think Sean was a better showman than Brett, for no doubt. Brett was boring. Hmm. Brett was a great wrestler. To me, Bret Hart would have never been champion. He belongs on the fifth or sixth match in a tag situation. Not mm -hmm. the, He's a great mechanic in the ring. But, brother, there's a million mechanics out there that ain't got no damn nuts to turn, you know? He wasn't, Brett. Man, why do you think he was in a tag team situation all those years? Because Bret Hart was not, did not have any flash, man. He didn't have no flash and no bang. Shawn Michaels give you all the flash and bang. You know, Brett was Brett would work his ass off. Make no doubt about that. And he was a great wrestler, but he wasn't six five either. He wasn't six three. He was barely six foot. Hmm. What's special about that? Nothing. So. Are those the only two you feel like the championship was wasted on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure I could think of some more. But so Triple H is good. Triple H is. Triple H was, was a performer, yeah. Yes. Okay. He worked his ass off, yeah. Triple H is yeah, good. Yeah, he's a good champion. And you like Brock, and Brock is okay. I don't even want to go there. You know. Why do you say that? I watched the interview, and you say you well, don't want to go there. The thing about Brock is, man, he's not an everyday wrestler. You know, he's a once-a-year guy. Or three times a year guy, you know? And to me, you're really treating your talent like shit to every year come WrestleMania time after these guys have busted their asses for 365 days, when it comes time for the big one, they bring him in and they have to sit down. What's wrong with that? Well, you know... From their viewpoint, they're getting screwed, man. It's a shame that the WWFE whatever feels like they have to have Brock on the card to fill up a building. But isn't that what the reality is? Isn't that that is the reality? Because times has changed, yes. Well, because the lack of talent has changed. Mm. You don't have the same talent today that you had 20 years ago. See, when Vince McMahon took over the world of wrestling, he went to every territory, they were called, and he took the top guys out of every place and put them in a big pot. And then from 1984, 85, when it started, he had everybody that ever had a name under him. And then he used them up because they got one shot at Hogan, you know, one time around, then they were gone, you know, or they, they went somewhere else on the card. You didn't wrestle Hulk Hogan twice on two pay-per-views back-to-back. Not back then. No, sir. He beat you the first time. That's what made Hogan a star, is the fact that McMahon fed him all the great talent there was. That's why you call him a champion, because he beat everybody including Andre. Brother, you could put a midget out there, and if he won every goddamn match he wrestled, 
pretty soon you're going to start calling that motherfucker a champ. So plain and simple, man. People eat what they are fed. In other words, if I dress somebody up with strings on their arms and stuff and tell them to go out there and shake a rope, you're going to win every match, pretty soon they're going to put the belt on you and guess what everybody says? He's a fucking bass, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I never really Whew. heard you talk about this. What are, you, what did, what are your thoughts on The Rock? Fabulous. Really? Fabulous. What, what made The Rock fabulous? Is it he be- had the it. He had a hell of a body too. He could do the, he could do the interview. He did everything that a great wrestler does. He performed. He could talk his ass off, and he was built like a brick shit house man. Motherfucker put together. When you look at the Rock in those days, that looked like a goddamn man out there in the ring. You know, he didn't have no long bond hair. <laughs> He wasn't chasing Sonny either. <laughs> oh, come on, don't do, don't do that. Jake, don't do He's breaking that. his heart over there. Jake, hey, oh, we can't do that, Jay. He's, he's gonna go home and have to dress his dress his Shawn Michael doll up. <laughs> no, because I look. You know, when you speak, you have. You, you, we got to take you very. You have this way about just monotone. That that mm-hmm. this is what makes you who you are. You know why my voice is like that? Why? Because I got a knee dropped in my throat when I was twenty years old. And it crushed my voice box. Really? I can't yell if I if my life depended on it. I'd just be dead, cause this is as loud as it gets. <laughs> and you just used it to I your advantage. It. Yeah, absolutely. That's what a smart man does. Interesting. Take what you got and do something with it, man. Don't bitch about what you got. Let's take. Because you, you got you got me. You got, I got him messed you got up. Me. Man. But not, not actually, because I wanted to wait till later. But I also yeah. wanted to ask you this. I can yeah. ask you it now. Then I we're gonna go sure. back a little bit. Racism in the WWE. Oh yeah. Back in the days, you oh, were yeah. there back in the days, and oh, I never yeah. heard you talk about it. But I want to ask. It's, it's always been wrong, man. Did you witness it yourself? Because you know you'll hear Teddy Long say that Rick Flair. Yeah, called him I, 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 I wasn't days. around that bullshit, but I believe it. I know Rick Flair, so I believe that. Uh, yeah, there, there's always been racism in every walk of life, as far as I remember, man. Mm. I mean, when I was in the third grade, they integrated, man. And uh, hell, I didn't know what this black and white thing was. I never have. I don't understand it today. You know, I don't know why the white man was so messed up to pull that bullshit. It was wrong. It's always been wrong. Slavery's not a good thing for anybody, man. It's bullshit. We all eating and breathing, man. We ought to be able to sit down at a table together. You know, I don't have no color about me, man. I never have and never will. But back in the days, did it with the African American or the black? Uh, I think they've always the been used, man. Wow. You know, uh, back in the back in the seventies, man. Whenever I first got into wrestling, you know, I've seen that shit. They were never pushed to the top. They were always held back. They were the better athletes, you know, and, and it was wrong, man. And, and some of them, they, they bowed down and played the game and went out there and acted like a fool, you know, which was what the white man wanted at the time, wanted to humiliate them. It was wrong, man. That shit's always been wrong. Oh, man. I ain't got time to waste on that bullshit, man. We all know it and we all see it. Yeah, so life flips. So we we we're gonna take a step back now and and go yeah. back to the to the early days. And um, me in particular, I, I want to go back before the early days. Like usually we go back to the childhood, but I want to go back before the childhood. You know, there's a story obviously that's on, online, and most people most most people may know. But uh, for those who don't know, can you explain how you got into this world? Because it's, it's a crazy story. Well, between my you. mother was uh, raped, man. My my father, mm-hmm. my father was dating my grandmother. And my grandmother passed out because they'd been out partying. And he simply went to the next room over, man, and raped the 12-year-old girl. Hmm. You know, in those days, it was pushed around and slid under the rug and bullshit. Right. And, uh, you know, he married her. She was 13 when I was born. 
She had three kids before she was 18, at which time he divorced her. Hmm. Uh, my brother was given away to a family member because she couldn't raise no kids, man. She wasn't 18 years old, had three kids. What the fuck's she going to do? Right. You know, wait tables at a restaurant. That's about all. That's what she did, too. You know, we got passed back and forth, man, and uh, my dad went about his ways and found him another young woman to marry, which he did. I don't know how old she was, but she damn sure wasn't old, man, because when I was like 12, she started molesting me, and she was only like 21 at the time, mm. you know? And uh, my old man was just a pedophile, man, plain and simple. Wow. You know, it's sickening, man. Uh, he raped his daughters. My sister was kidnapped and murdered by her husband's ex-wife, which was a money game they were playing. He was a 52-year-old man, and he married an 18-year-old girl, knocked her up, married her, and a year later, his wife comes out of the blue and kidnaps her and drives off with her, never to be seen again. They knew there was enough blood in the car to know that she was dead, but they couldn't claim murder because you didn't have a body. You know, she got 10 years for kidnapping. And when she come out, she disappeared and so did her ex-husband. My bet is together, <laughs> you know. It was horrible, man. You know, when I first went on the road with the WWF, brother, it used to really mess me up, man, because I'd fly in someplace and I'd be walking through the airport and I'd see somebody that looked like my sister, you know. Mm. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you, Jolene, what are you doing, Jolene? You know, and, and these women are like, what do you want? You get away from me, you know? And it really messed with my head, man, because I was real mean to my sister because my sister kept getting pregnant at a very young age. Because I didn't know my sister had been molested by her father. Well, when he got through with her at the age of 13, 14, she was looking for love, man. Hmm. So she had come to live with me and my mom, and she started messing up having these babies and shit. I got scared. I got scared that we were going to get kicked out and we'd have to go back and live with him. So I beat her ass, man. And I never, I never got the chance to tell her, man, that I didn't know what she had went through. I thought I was the only one. Mm. And um, it makes you sick when you think about it, man. You know, and that's one of the things that makes me sick at these uh, shows that I go to now, these signings and stuff is I'll always see a kid, man, and I can tell when I see them, I can feel it in my bones that they're going through that same shit, man. Because mm. they got that look in them, man, and they're quiet. Because when you're that guy, when you're that person being passed around, abused, you learn how to lie real quick, and you learn how to be a trick pony. You know, when to do things and when not to do things. How to play it safe. Because you don't want to piss off your abuser, man. And that's what I see in some of these kids, man. And it really fucks with my head, man. It really does. Because I want to look at the motherfucker and go, you piece of shit, man. How can you do <laughs> fucking with this kid, man? And they always have the kids around and they're always holding on to them and I don't even want to go there, man. That's just sick shit. Man. So, so how was it going up for you? I mean, I, I, obviously, you, you had a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot going on emotionally. You know, yeah, like, man. I, I, you had any I good put, times growing up? Yeah, yeah, man. I put up with that shit for about a little over a year, and at that point, I, I couldn't deal with it, man. Because I mean, she would, I could count her steps coming down the hall, man. Because see, my old man, he was out wrestling, so he wasn't there. Mm. I hear her come down that hall at night, man. I knew where she was coming. And she'd take me in the other room, make me do shit, and, and afterwards she'd beat my ass. What well, the fuck with my head, man? 
wait a minute, I'm doing what you tell me to do, and you're still going to beat me with these wires and hairbrushes and sticks. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I, I wish to hell I could put that shit far enough away from me that uh, I could have a relationship with a woman. But I can't, man. I just, um, I get so close to a woman and all of a sudden I put on my brakes, man, because I feel like they're going to do something to me sooner or later. Mm. And I wind up sabotaging my own relationships, man. And I encourage anybody out there listening, man, if you've been abused, you need to go talk to people, man. You got to talk a lot. Because right. if you don't expose it to the light, man, that shit will eat you alive. It did me. I used to drink. And I used to do drugs, try to forget those fucking memories, man. Forget about those times, man, because there's, there's so many triggers in this world that will bring you back to that spot, you know. Right. Your brain's an evil motherfucker sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. It'll bring shit to you when you don't want it. And um, no, man, I, you know, at the early age of probably 14, man, I already built a wall around myself, you know, to protect myself. Mm hmm and um, my mother remarried a very good man, and um, he wanted to father me, but I wouldn't let him, man, because I was, you know, trust, didn't trust nobody. And um, I was a loner, man. I was a very, very quiet person in high school, didn't talk much at all, man. And uh, very unsure of myself, very ashamed of myself. I felt like I was the dirtiest person on the planet. I was filthy. I was ugly. I was bad. Nobody would want me, you know. I didn't date girls from my own hometown because I felt like they might know something about me, mm. you know, that I didn't want out. It's a horrible life to live in fear of that. It really is. So if you're out there and you've went through some other man, for God's sake, tell somebody, man, stop this shit. So during that time, you didn't feel like you can confide to anyone in no, school no. or trans I, family? I tried one time to confide in my best friend, and he, he came off like, man, you're lucky, man. It's so cool. She's fucking fucking you, man. You're lucky, dude. I'm like, no, you don't understand, man. It ain't like that, you yeah. know? Right. It ain't no fun being forced to do anything, man, especially if they're beating your ass afterwards. You know. I have a question. Yeah, man. Do you know about your father's childhood or why he did these things? Did he go through a rough childhood? You know, I think my father was probably, uh, he'd probably seen this shit before. I think my grandfather was a pedophile, too. Mm. I can't, I couldn't prove it. But there were a couple of weird things happening when I was growing up. You know. I heard a story about your grandfather. He got his legs crushed. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how he became an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was he doing that he got he his He was working coach? on the railroad, man. No, he wasn't working on the railroad. He was working on an oil field. And he was standing on a rack of pipe, you know, these big, long pipes, man. And uh, a guy came up in a truck and slid in the mud and bumped the rack. And the pipes <laughs> rolled. And they crushed his legs. And, uh, you know, that, this was the 1930s, man. They didn't, they didn't know what the hell they were doing back then, you know. And uh, he wanted to amputate, but he wouldn't let him amputate, man. And uh, so he stayed in the hospital for over a year. And back then, what they would do is they'd let the bone heal, and they'd go around and re-break it. <laughs> like, can you imagine that shit? Mm. <laughs> you know, they didn't put screws in or plates in, any of that shit. They hadn't got to that yet. Right. So after a year of being in the hospital, having his shit re-broke all the time, they turned him out. You know, and he had a, he had a niche, man, because he'd been hooked up to morphine for a year. Mm. You know, and uh, of course, there were, you know, drugs weren't like they are now, you know, every damn corner. So he turned to alcohol, man, and he, he drank a fifth of whiskey every day, every day. How did you, when did, what age did you find out that um, your dad, was, your mom was young? How did you find out the whole scenario that transpired? Well, I, I knew my mom was young. But I didn't find out the truth about all that shit till I was about 19 or 20. How did and you I find didn't that? find out all of it till I was like 35. Hmm. And I'm talking about the, the fact that my father not only raped her, but he raped my mom's sister also. 
you know, and she was two years younger. You know, what the fuck, man? I've got a sister by my mom and her sister. You know what? Fuck, you know. I didn't find that out till I was eighteen, man. And but how did that something like that come up? Was it during a family gathering, or you know, because there was no phone. You hear like things, that. man. You hear things, and, and you experience things as a kid when uh, the old, older folks would have meetings and shit, you know. And then you'd hear something come out, you know. Uh, my grandmother was real bad about letting things out. Mm. You know, she was a wild woman and. She told me that her only regret in life was not killing my father when she had the opportunity. Wow. So at some point, I asked her why, and she told me. And I didn't believe it, didn't want to believe it. You always want to look up to your father, man. He, in my dreams, my father was going to come back to town someday and rescue me. And, we were gonna ride off on wild horses, man, and be happy forever after, man. You know, living in shame's a bitch. You know, and you know, I, I started hearing <clears throat> when I first got into wrestling. I heard, you know, murmurs from the other wrestlers about him being a pedophile. It was tough, man, because I was angry a lot. You know? What What made him get into wrestling? Because your father is, is Grizzly Smith. Yeah. Yes. What yeah, made what him made get into Money. Money? He was seven foot and 425 pounds. Man. Yeah, he's a big guy. Big motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so... Opportunity came knocking on his door, man. He didn't know anything about wrestling, but somebody, you know, back in his day, he was a circus, circus freak, you know, because he was so damn big, man. No matter where he walked, he was the biggest motherfucker around, man. Sort of like Andre the Giant, you know, was in his years, you know. <clears throat> he, that's how he got into it, man. Do you recall seeing, you know, uh, seeing him fight? And oh yeah, 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 yeah. What was that to, like for you? He used to play me. Yeah. It was horrible, man, because he played me. What do you mean? He made me believe it was real. And so I, when I would see him bleeding, I would get scared. Mm. When I would see him laying in the middle of a ring and the guy jumping up and down on him, it scared the fuck out of me, man. I thought my daddy was going to die. Mm. I remember specifically one time he wrestled this guy called the Assassin <laughs> in Oklahoma City. I was 13 I don't think I was 14 yet, I was 13. And my dad had bled a lot in the match. And I didn't know how he got that blood. I thought they got, that man had got it for him, you know. I didn't know he'd cut himself to bleed. And uh, he came out and he's wobbling as he came out to the car, you know, and I was scared. I was crying my eyes out, man. I, I thought he was dying. Mm. And we got down the road a little bit and he says, son, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, you're gonna have to drive. I've never driven a, I've driven my grandpa's truck out in the field. Right. But he put me behind the fucking wheel, man, and said, get me home. Just get me home, son. And I just fucking, uh, I can't drive, I don't know how to drive, you got to, son. And he forced me to fucking drive, man. And, you know, looking back, I that motherfucker was playing me, man, because he grabbed the wheel just, in, you know, just as he was almost going off the road and shit, you know. But at the time, I didn't know, man. I was scared to death. I was crying my fucking eyes out, man. Right. But what I'm saying is. That's so fucking evil, man, to play your own fucking kids like that. Have your kids living in fear. Such bullshit. If you hear, if you heard the whispers, right? He worked at the, he worked backstage. They yeah, said he worked backstage yeah, at WWF. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's, and nobody, like, it was just okay. Yeah, yeah, they just, yeah. Because he was good at what he did. Just this, because the way people are, man. This does so that shows that business surpasses morals. It shows. Assholes are assholes, man. That's all, you know. Oh, you put it better than me, yes. Yeah, assholes are assholes, man. You know, he wasn't doing that shit back then, you know. He'd already gotten, you know, old enough. I guess his dick wouldn't get harder anymore or whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry, motherfucker. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you know what was hard, man. I'll tell you what was hard. You know, and the psychiatrist got me through this. Cause I went to him. And I said, "Man, I told him, I told him about my dad." You know. And he listened to me. I'm like, "Man, I hate him. I hate him so much." He said, "Yeah, but you still love him." And that was true. And I, I used to get angry at myself for loving him. And I would hurt myself, you know? I get so fucking angry, I just punch my face or run my head into the wall and shit, man. And just, cause I, why can't I quit thinking about him? He's no, you know, he's a fucking piece of shit, man. Mm. And this doctor finally explained to me, he goes, man, you can try all you want, but at the end of the day, he is still your father. So, what can you do about that? I'm like, well, I'd like to kill him. Because I told him, I said, if you ever pick up one of my daughters, I will kill you. And I meant it. He never picked one of them up. Mm. But uh, he told me, he said, you got to do something with that. And I said, okay, what can I do with that? And he, he came up with a way for me to get out of it. And it was okay. You, you love him, but you don't have to like the man. Right. And that's kind of how I got by, man. That and whenever somebody that my dad knew or knew about his bullshit, I avoided them. Because I didn't want to hear the jokes. Mm. I didn't want to hear that shit, man. Did you and him, when you got older and you were in a business and you see, you, yeah. you see him backstage, yeah? Yeah. Did you guys speak? Were you cool with him? We or you talked. Just not not any about anything other than business. Hmm. We didn't hang out with each other. We didn't uh, spend no time with each other. I finally forgave him, man, whenever he was dying. Yeah. You know. They say he passed away. But I don't him. think I did it for him. I did it for yeah. me. He died from Alzheimer's, right? He had Alzheimer's? Yeah. When he died, he weighed about 155 pounds. A bag of bones, man, curled up in a fetal position, man. Wow. Did not know his name or nothing else. I remember the last time before he died, I tried to play ball with him. And that's he was in a bed, and there was a ball on the bed, and I'd try to roll it to him and get him to roll it back to me. Motherfucker. Well, you guys taking me down a rough road, man. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. We yeah, let's get away from this, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, you're wrestling. Tell tell us the the time because I, I heard in an interview that you started <coughs> as a referee. Yeah, I started as a referee. Yeah. What made you go and become a referee? I didn't have a choice. My father told me to. I went down to see my father when I was, he graduated from high school, I was 18, and I went down to tell him I was going to go to college and become an architect. That was my dream. And um, he's like, well, what do you want from me? I'm like, well, I, don't, I just, you know, I just wanted you to know that I graduated from high school, first one in the family ever do so, how about that shit, you know? Because he never showed up to a ball game, he never came to nothing, you know? He, I, he was beyond all that shit. How dare him, you know? But um, I told him I wanted to be an architect. He goes, well, I hope you don't want anything from me. I'm like, man, you ain't giving me nothing yet. Hmm. Really, all I wanted him to do is say I'm proud of you. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I wanted him to be proud of me. And a few nights later, man, I was drinking and uh, watching wrestling. Vandal Alcohol spoke to me, man, and said, if you want your daddy to be proud of, you need to get in the ring and try to beat up one of those wrestlers. Well, that made sense to me at the time. <laughs> and I went in the ring, got the shit beat out of me. The guy that did it knew who I was, or he could have really, really hurt me bad. As it was, he took his time and just twisted me in all sorts of different positions, man, and they call it stretching you because they know maneuvers they can do that stretches the muscles but don't break no bones. Mm -hmm. It hurts. And he calls me to 
to defecate myself, you know, or shit myself in the ring, man. Wow. And uh, from pain, you know, and uh, I crawled out of the ring, man. People laughing at me, man, it's horrible, bro. And I got to the back, my father looked down at me and said, I'm ashamed of you, you're gutless, and you'll never amount to fucking thing. And walked off, man. Who trained you? I trained myself. Wow. That night, I remember going to bed that night and praying to the devil. I did, man. I made a deal with the devil that night that I would do anything it took to be better than my father. So he will eat those fucking words. My father never told me he was proud of me until I was 51 years old. He'd tell other people he was proud of me. He would not tell me. That's fucked up, man. And I don't know what, what it was, man. What his problem was. I guess he had to have the pants on in the family. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is, man. It was horrible, bro. Mm. So that that match, you you know, you, you got beat pretty bad. Oh yeah. You started refereeing after that, or yeah, I started refereeing right after that because my I I was my dad's house. So I was visiting him, and he he was still living in Louisiana. I was in Texas, and I drove down there to tell him the shit, you know. Mm. And I was sitting in his house because I was getting ready to leave in two or three days. And he called me and he goes, do you have a pair of black pants? I'm like, oh, probably, I think so. He says, do you have a, a white shirt? I'm like, no. Do you have a T-shirt? Yeah, I got a T-shirt. He said, well, your Uncle Luke's going to come by. You're a referee tonight. Click. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know a goddamn thing about refereeing. And we got, Luke came by and picked me up and I'm scared to death, man. And I, I started asking Luke, cause Luke was refereeing at the time. He, you know, he'd been a wrestler, but he's reached the end of the road. I'm like, Luke, what do I do? You know, when this happens or when that happens, he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, it, you know he just kept talking to me. I'm like, he said, don't worry. Unless it's, uh, I asked him about do I disqualify a guy if he don't listen to me? He says, what do you do if it's the finish? I'm like, the what? The finish. I'm like, finish or what? The finish in the match. What do you mean the finish in the match? He said, aren't you Smith's art? Well, that was the first time I'd ever, you know, that's when he explained Carney to me. See, I, I thought my dad was losing his mind sometimes because he had talked to my stepmother in this language that none of us kids could understand. It's called Carney. And what you do is you take the letter I-Z and you put it after the first consonant. So, or the, the first set of consonants, like a smart. It's smizart. Fizzart. Yizu. Fizzart yizu. I didn't ever know what, that's fuck you, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck is this shit they're talking? And he says, are you Smizart? I'm like, what? He goes, are you smart? I'm like, goddamn right I am. I'm finished high school, motherfucker, you know? <laughs> no, son, are you smart? I'm like, I just told you I'm smart. He said, he looked at me, he goes, it's all fake. That's when you found out. On my way to my first match, I was devastated. I felt like someone had cut my heart out. Because that meant my dad was a phony. Hmm. He was a fake. And I just, I couldn't believe it. And I was a strict motherfucking referee there first. You know? <laughs> Nobody got away with shit. You couldn't do shit behind my back. Cause if I even thought you did it, I'd call it. You know? How long you was a referee for? Oh, about a year. About a year. And then you went to wrestle. Then I started trying who, to get, Who, who get was your first match? A guy by the name of Bill Ash. Bill Ash. Yeah. Was he good? Yeah, Billy was all right, yeah. I mean, he wasn't an old pro or anything, but 
He knew what he was doing in the ring. He never made it anywhere. And when did you come up with the? You didn't. You didn't have your finish move at that time. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, what did you used to do for as a? Oh, my my finishing maneuver was on my back, <laughs> looking up at the lights. You know, <laughs> I got my ass beat every night. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty bad, man. I was horrible. I was really bad, really, really bad. How do you get into wrestling back then? Though? Like, like what? What is that like a regular thing <coughs> in the town? It was like in the schools or no, 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 no. I went cold turkey, brother, right in there, mm. and uh, just watched and tried to learn from watching. And I was really bad. I was really bad, really, really bad, man. Because I had uh, a stage fright, more or less. I vapor. I call it vapor lock now. Mm-hmm. Like the bell ring, and all of a sudden, <gasps> I'd hold my breath. You know. And you couldn't bend my fucking arm. You couldn't do shit to me. I was the stick man, you know? <laughs> and my match was something like 10 seconds, then it went to 20 seconds, then it went to a minute, you know? So, was, so I was really bad. So man. when did you start to get good? After about a year. Yeah. And you trained yourself, just going in yeah. the ring, basically yeah. just going to training yeah. yourself. Yeah. And you were getting good. I started getting good when I went to uh, British Columbia. Because British Columbia had a wrestling, had wrestling on television, and they had a circuit there. And basically, the only people that were there were people that could not get a job anywhere else. You know, it was that bad. So I was there. <coughs> I even became their champion, <laughs> you know. And uh, I stayed there for about a year. And I went to Japan and got my ass kicked, handed to me. And then I came back and went to Calgary, Stu Hart. And I learned a lot at Stu Hart. Canada. Yeah, it was Stu Hart. Me and Big Daddy Rita, Junkyard Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we both got our got our shit going there. And then we both came back to Louisiana and uh, started kicking ass and taking names, man. What was your first wrestling name? I know it wasn't Jake the Snake in the beginning. Oh, Fred Platt. Fred Platt. I don't know why. I, had a, I actually <laughs> had a high school buddy that was his name. My dad said, "Why did you take it?" <laughs> well, my dad, I got my my uncle Luke said, uh, "What name are you gonna use?" I'm like, "I don't know what fucking name I'm gonna use." He goes, "Well, give me a name of your high school buddy." I'm like, uh, "Fred Platt." <laughs> We're going with Fred Platt. <laughs> you know, and that was it. You know. Yeah, it sucked, man. So after Stu Harder, you came back to Louisiana, you started taking names and kicking ass. Then, you know, when would you say, like, you know, the boss, was that the time the ball started rolling where people started to become? Yeah, 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 yeah. And at that time, you were, you wasn't Jake the Snake yet still. No, 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 no. I was Jake, Jake Roberts, though. I came up with Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts. Mm -hmm. And how did you come up with Jake Roberts? I like the Jake. I like the Jake. And Roberts, it worked because of J.R. Ewing on television. J.R., you guys remember that? No, we. Y'all remember remember that shit? No. You don't remember the Ewings? Kind of. Oh my God. I'm 32, man. Oh my God, you poor kid. A little bit younger. (laughs) (laughs) Slight, slight bit younger. J.R., what what were they called? Uh, It's the Ewings, man. On uh, it it was a TV show called Dallas. I heard, okay. Oh, yeah, there's a TV show called Dallas. And JR was a nasty motherfucker. He was a sorry son of a bitch. Mm. So I kind of like the JR thing, man. JR's from the show Dallas. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So you got you got your name. Yeah, Dallas. It was 1978. Yeah. yeah. It was a drama. Yeah. 14 yeah. seasons. Wow. Yeah, it was good, man. I never watched it, but I've seen the name a lot. Oh, yeah, man. it was Just, good, you man. Know. So you, 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 like. I stole that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to be any good, you got to know where to steal your shit. Mm. So that's like a cowboy type thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's an oil field thing. Oil field thing. So what what was your character when you came back from Calgary? Uh, I was just Jake Roberts, man. I I was kind of a cowboy hat and bullshit. Uh There you go. With a snake head (laughs) on the middle of it. Really? (laughs) How much did that cost? (laughs) No, it wasn't much, man. Did you get the boots? Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Snake skin boots, man. So 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 now the ball is rolling, yeah. And you back in Louisiana, the ball starts to roll. And what was, you know, 
the first your first big break? Not with the WWF. But uh, well, my first big break was when Ernie Ladd broke my arm. <laughs> yeah, big cat Ernie Ladd broke my arm man, in a match. I had to take a year off. So I had a bad injury. Where did you guys wrestle at? What was what was Shreveport, the... Louisiana, where he broke my arm, yeah. And how did he do it? I don't really remember, bro. It just snapped. And you wanted to still wrestle. Was that when you yeah, wanted to still I wrestle? To keep he on came... wrestling. And he threw up on you? No, that was later on. Because this time I just broke it a little bit, you know. And I, I took off and Bill Watts called me the promoter, asshole. He called and said, if you don't come back this next week, I'm about to find somebody else to fill your spot. I'm like, well, damn, man, I've only been been out four weeks. I need to wait longer. Well, I'm just telling you. I said, fuck it. I said, I'll come back. So I cut the cast off. And my third match back, I rebroke it, and this time it came out. The bone came out of my arm. Mm -hmm. And that's when my opponent puked on me. Guys, we're getting late, man. Yeah. Um, sorry. There's just a couple more questions, then we're gonna um, wrap it up. Um, you went to now you in WWE. How, how did you get the gig? How did WWF call you? I um had, had an argument with Bill Watts about um, money and. Um, he explained to me I wasn't going to make much more than I was making. I said, well, I'll see you later then. Hmm. So I gave him my two-week notice. You know, I'd finish up in 14 days. And it was really the first time I ever stood up for myself with a promoter, you know, really stood up, made a stand, you know. Right. But I was tired of being fucked over, you know. And... Um, that and I couldn't stand that son of a bitch. He was a racist piece of shit. He was very, very abusive to all people. Mm. But um, I called Vince McMahon and uh, they first thing they said was he's he's out of the country, won't be back for three weeks. So I'm like, oh my god, I just quit my fucking job now. I ain't gonna have no money. My wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> but he knew who I was and he called me back about an hour later said, get on the airplane and fly up here. And that's when the magic happened, man. I heard mm -hmm. the story that, um, of, you know, when you started doing a DDT. But, mm -hmm. you know, they said that the, a guy, you From know. An accident. Yeah, they said that the guy was doing it before. Hmm? A, a guy named, a guy named uh, uh, Black Gordman was doing it before. They said, did you ever hear that? Uh, I've heard that Blackie Gordman did it, but i never seen him do it. I never seen. It. He called it the diamond drill twist or some kind of bullshit like that. Diamond drill or something like I don't know. But I and I seen Blackie Gordon wrestle. I never seen him do that shit. So you just heard it, it's just hearsay. Yeah, it's bullshit. I don't really buy it. I, never seen it. <laughs> I know how I discovered it, and it was by accident. And you tripped. The guy stepped on my foot, and we fell backwards. Mm. And I held onto his head. And he went down, and I got up, and he was still down. <laughs> <laughs> It worked. Yes. So when did the whole snake uh, thing come into play? When I went to work for Vince. He's the first person that would let me bring a snake in the ring, and it was his idea to bring it in the ring. I'd asked Bill Watts to let me carry a snake into the ring. And Bill Watts' reply was, what the fuck do you think this is, a fucking circus? <laughs> well, Bill, yes, I do. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't do it. Why, didn't, why, why also you... Um... Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you asked about him, you said, I don't want to get into it. Is no, there This ain't nothing to talk about, man. I never wrestled him. And uh, wrestled once, maybe twice, I guess. I don't know. But uh, just different styles. You know, I always enjoyed working real hard in the ring. I always enjoyed working solid. You know, not hurting anybody, but you knew I was there. Mm. You know, and some guys don't like that style. What style do they like? White as a feather. Hmm. You know, and I just don't like that. There's several guys that do that shit. I just don't get it, man. Be because of your promos and how you were able to mm -hmm. cut promos and how you were, do you think that your past made you that way to cut, you know, to... to I think a lot of, a lot of my 
upbringing gave me the mentality that I have, you know, and um, I use, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that happen to you in your life that form you, brother, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of my past that comes up, comes up, you know, I think one of the reasons my mind was so sharp was because as a kid I was having to think quick to keep my ass out of harm's way. Mm. I think any child is like that. You know, any child has had a lot of shit put on them. They learn a street game pretty goddamn quick, don't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. Survival of the fittest. Survival. It's all that matters. That's what I do. And you survive. The uh, honky tonk man, you know, he doesn't think that he hurts your neck. Uh, it's my fucking neck. Nonsense. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Got you. We go, yes. <laughs> Any more questions? Two discs. Shattered. He said that you wrestled two years after. I wrestled for a year and a half with my neck fucked up. That's how I got hooked up on fucking pills, too. You know, I was eating them some bitches like candy. Do you think that he did that intentional, though? Yes. Yes. So you... He was angry. He was real pissed off at the time. Because you cracked jokes on him? No, because... I was a bad guy at the time, and he was a good guy, but the people hated his fucking ass. He was failing at his job. So he took it out on me. You know, he cracked my ass. Hey, he was not supposed to hit me in the fucking head with that bitch. Now, how do you miss this fucking melon? (laughs) We got got two more questions for you, then we're going to wrap it up. Um, uh, I just want to ask you, like, tell us about, like, one of your worst experiences with the snake. I, I know you got a lot of stories with the snakes and things like that. Like, oh, man. What's one of the, the worst, worst experiences? One, I guess, was when it choked my ass out. You really? Know, it was around my neck, and uh, it squeezed. And I was fighting Steamboat. He had the alligator thing coming at me with it, monitor lizard. And I was hitting him, and I'd let go of the snake, and it wrapped around my neck and started squeezing, and all of a sudden I seen car lights coming at me, and I went down. Oh my God. And uh, when I woke up, Steamboat had pulled it, had unraveled it around, off my neck and let go of it. And it was like four rows back in the people. And I, I grabbed the tail as it was going out of the ring and jerked it back into the ring. And that was the worst experience because Ben's almost fired me over it. Oh he told me if that snake ever gets loose in those fucking people, you're out of a job. Last, last question from me, real quick. Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever really like Vince? No. Hmm. Respect him, yes. Like him, no. How can you respect somebody and not like them? I mean, I, I, I know you can, but it's I'm just going to What do you, Why you didn't He's like? He's successful. Okay. He's a very successful man. He did a lot for wrestling, but he did he did a lot of good things for wrestling, and he did a lot of bad. Okay. But I respect him as a, as somebody that came into this business and fucking had the balls to go for it. Boy, did he go for it. Just like he's going after the XFL, right? I like that product, by the way. But what what made what made people not like him? <coughs> people hate people that are successful, man. <laughs> Jealousy's a motherfucker, man. Give me a break. <laughs> You're not a hater. No, I'm not a hater. But... We don't like a motherfucker that has that much money, you know? Mm-hmm. How many billionaires have you met? One. One. Okay. Bloomberg. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. Me too, bro. Thank you, guys, man. It's been a pleasure. Bro. Well, in closing, you know, if you don't mind, let us know what's going on now with you. Anything coming up in the future? Oh, man. There's talk all about? sorts of great stuff happening with the old snake, man. Um, I'm going to have a couple of surgeries this month. Um Got to have my hands worked on. And then I got to have uh, prostate surgery. There's uh, no cancer, so that's good news. Nice, nice. Um, my book will be coming out shortly. Um, I still haven't come up with a name for it yet. I thought about calling it That Fucking Book About Jake. You know? I kind of <laughs> like it. It's kind of catchy, you know? That Fucking Book About Jake, you know? I, I like that. Anyway. Uh, still doing the comedy shows I just got through doing Australia very very successful over there uh, doing comic cons doing a signing tomorrow man nice I uh, got a couple of movies in the works um, 
It'll play the father of a girl that uh, gets bitten by a vampire bat and her vagina becomes a vampire eater, man. It starts biting guys' dicks off and shit. That's a crazy-ass movie. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Why did you... What? Yeah, man. You serious? Yes. Yes, I'm serious. That's pretty crazy. I love what it. What made you sign on to that? <laughs> I get your player daddy. <laughs> well... <laughs> no, man, I tell you, man, the doors the doors have been open, man. I tell you, I, I've been blessed getting a second ch- chance at life, man. And uh, I'm really enjoying it. You know, I, I'm, I'm clean and sober now, and I'm going around the world. All these places I've been to before, but I just don't remember because I was so messed up and didn't take the time to smell the roses, man. Mm. Uh, I'm running with my grandkids a lot. I've got nine nice. grandkids so far. I uh, hope to have more. And the Lord has truly blessed me, man. And, uh, you know, he forgave me, man. (laughs) That's awesome, bro. And uh, I'm just going around trying to help people that that are struggling with addiction. You know, uh, while I was in Australia, I had the opportunity to to go to a couple places, man, and speak. And I really dig it. I think those are my people. Um, Here in New York, I've been going to a few few jails and speaking at jails. Wow. And... uh, I enjoy it, man, because those are my people, man. You know, by by luck or by God's will or whatever, that I'm not in a prison somewhere. Because mm. I damn sure did the shit to get you there. Mm. You know, and maybe McMahon made me enough money and gave me the notoriety to keep me out of jail for a while. But uh, I'm just grateful that I didn't grow up in this age of <laughs> these damn phones and shit, man, because you <laughs> wind up in jail real quick, you know, doing some of the shit I did. And... Uh, I just thank the Lord for, for, for real people, man. And DDP wow. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For real people, though, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, boys. Nice. Well, we're we, we about to sign out. Yeah. So. We appreciate you for coming out here, man. Yeah, Round Pokemon Town, Jake the Snake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good episode. Classic. You know what I mean? Nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate Jake yeah, for coming in. Um, you know, um, follow us. What's your Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake the Snake. DDT. Jake the Snake DDT, man. All right. Well, Make sure y'all follow us on the page, man, at Flip the Script Pod, at DJ G Money 156, at Queens Flip with a Z. Uh, you know, shout out to Mike Shows. Shout man. out to HOG Wrestling. Shout out to H-O-G. Yeah. Salute, man. Listen, man. Remember, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. And if you see Jake the Snake on your lawn, Get the hell out of there. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be afraid to use a firearm because he's gonna he's gonna get you. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>